the house of God. Now, what's interesting in the Hebrew is house means both a building, but it means a family, too. Maybe a different building, but it's the same family. You've been working through a book by Tom Rainer called I Will, and you've been going through each week all these things that you will do as a church member. Today we're going to look at I Will Not Be a Church Dropout with the title Finish the Race. I had my Fun Run t-shirt on and I had my number pinned to my chest. I was ready to run. The starting gun went off and I went off like a rabbit running hard, leading the pack. That's what you want to do. You want to get in the lead quickly. I was running strong, and I was running fast. I was excited to be running. Have you ever done that? You start off with something new, and you are so full of energy and excitement. You go a mile a minute. You do everything. You take everything on. You go so fast, and you go so hard. But what happens? About a half mile into the race, I started regretting eating those two sausage biscuits from Hardee's that morning. My side began to ache. My lungs began to burn. My legs began to feel like rubber. Why was I even in this race? All I got was a T-shirt. Why do I even need to finish? I already got the T-shirt, right? Why do I need to continue through this pain? Wasn't this called a fun run? I wasn't even having fun anymore, so why, why am I running? I wanted to quit the race. Have you ever wanted to quit the race? The marriage started off great, but the honeymoon is now over, and there are bills to pay, a house to clean, kids that need care, and you begin to get tired. You think about quitting the race. You, you thought volunteering would be great, and you'd get to make a difference, to do all these amazing things. You went to the training, you jumped right in, but now it just seems you're doing menial tasks. It's not what you thought it'd be. You think about quitting the race. You started coming to church, and you never felt more alive. The music filled with you with joy. The sermon filled you with hope. The fellowship filled you with love. It wasn't long before you joined the church, anxious and excited to get more involved, because, but before long, you're ushering, and you're teaching Sunday school, and you're serving on the governing board, but then you start resenting spending three nights a week at church. Your ears ring long after Sunday with the sounds of complaints. You can see 25 of those in your bulletin. The arguments that happened. I mean, it's cran grape juice. We can't have that for communion. What's the world coming to? And they come to you because you're a leader. You start stressing not only over your family's finances, but the church's finances. You never knew money played such a big role in church where once you were filled with joy and hope and love, you're now filled with exhaustion and annoyance and stress, and you want to quit the race. Have you ever wanted to quit the race? The Apostle Paul has a word of encouragement for you this morning from his letter to the church in Philippi. Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Philippians 3, verses 10 through 14. From the NRSV, Paul says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but, but this one thing I do. 
forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. Paul says he hasn't finished the race, so he better keep on running. He does not yet fully know Christ and the power of his resurrection. He does not yet fully share in Christ's sufferings. He has not yet reached the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. So he keeps running. He presses on. He won't quit the race. My friend George told me he had stopped going to church. He said, it's so nice to have Sunday morning just to kind of sleep in, eat a big breakfast, have some French toast, get my fantasy football league lineup all straightened out before the games start at 12 o'clock, because it's central time here. You don't have another hour. See, he had once been very active in church. He was a leader. Now he was quitting. I said, George, why? Well, why not? I know Jesus. I've asked him into my heart. I trust him as Lord and Savior. I still give money. I lead a good life. What else is there? See, George thought he'd already finished the race. We're just waiting around for his medal. He thought all he had obtained, all that he needed to obtain in Christ Jesus. Why press on when you're already at the goal? A personal relationship with Jesus, some good works, some generosity. But is that the goal? Is that the bar we're aiming for? Better yet, is that the finish line Christ has set for us? See, the Apostle Paul, after preaching the good news of Christ across the known world, after suffering for Jesus, being thrown in jail for Jesus Christ, still says he had not yet reached the goal. He refuses to quit the race. And yet here we are thinking that because we got a free t-shirt for running, we're good to go ahead and quit the race. See, the prize of the heavenly call of Christ Jesus is more than a participation t-shirt that says, I got baptized and all I got was a little wet in this t-shirt. You got baptized and you received a brand new life and a brand new calling, and a brand new future with no end to run to. And yet we're satisfied with quitting early. See, we think we've reached the goal. We think we've got all we need. Why not quit the race? But the truth is we have not yet apprehended. We have not yet reached the goal as a nation, as a community, as a church, as individuals who've been grasped and held by Christ. The events of these last few days in Beirut... And Baghdad and Paris ought to remind us that we have not yet crossed the finish line. We ought to confess that we have not yet reached the goal. We have not yet obtained it. We have not yet put our hands upon that which Christ hells us for. We have hardly learned the alphabet of grace to say nothing of the language of salvation. So we have a long way to go. So much more race left to run. But have you ever wanted to quit the race? I don't even know why I was running in this fun run. It was a fun run at Walnut Grove Plantation, and my rival, Jamie McKenzie, Jamie, <laughs> you know, back in, if you ever watched Seinfeld, you know, Newman, Newman, that was Jamie and I, he, he, Jamie was running, so I thought I'd better run too, because someone has to beat Jamie McKenzie. <laughs> but you see, I wasn't running for myself. I wasn't running for fun. I was just running in spite despite someone else, to beat someone else. So when things got hard, it was easier just to quit because it doesn't really matter at all in the first place. See, when you race for the wrong reasons, you're not likely to finish for the right reasons. 
I wanted to quit the race. Have you ever wanted to quit the race? Why, why do you come to church? See, sometimes we start coming for the wrong reasons. Maybe it's because our parents make us. Get up, put on your Sunday best, we're going to church. And I would say, I think I have a little something in my throat. I don't want to get the other kids sick. It's really best, the godly thing to do to stay home. But they make you come to church. And as soon as you're in college, what do you do? You quit. Maybe it's because we want to be seen by certain people. But as soon as they stop coming or we stop caring about them, what do we do? Then we quit the race. Maybe it's because we think going to church will make us a good Christian. But we start getting discouraged by the amount of hypocrisy and complaining and pettiness in the church. And so we think the church is full of bad Christians, so why even go? So then we quit. Or perhaps we start going to church because it's what God requires and we have to follow instructions of our race or we won't finish at the pearly gates. And so once we're in church, we feel we can't say no. Because to say no to the pastor or the committee would be like saying no to God. And so we say yes. We say yes to ushering, yes to teaching Sunday school, yes to serving on the grounds committee, yes to helping with the capital campaign. Yes, 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 because we think that every yes is another jewel in our crown. Every good deed earns us church points, earns us heaven points. But the problem is God doesn't keep score. Which in reality isn't really a problem at all, but it's something we call grace. See, there are no heaven points. When God looks at you, he doesn't see all your bad deeds and sins. But God doesn't also see all your righteous acts and good deeds either. When God looks at you, God sees Christ's righteousness. See, our church attendance, our volunteerism, our giving, our good works don't guarantee the prize of the upper calling of Christ Jesus. Paul says it this way in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8-9. through 9. He says, for you are saved by grace through faith. This is not from yourselves, it's God's gift, not from works, so no one can boast. See, it's easy to burn out when you are working to earn a prize. When church is a task to accomplish for some reward, it's easy to become disillusioned, tired, and then want to quit. When we attend for the wrong reasons, it's hard to keep coming for the right reasons. So what is the right reason to come to church? See, church attendance is a response. God calls the church into being. We are elected in Christ Jesus. That means we were chosen for a purpose. To be Christ's hands and feet in the world today. To be the body of Christ. To be a provisional representation of the kingdom of God on earth. To embody God's love. Proclaim God's word. Promote God's justice. We are called and we are chosen to be Christ's body on earth. His hands and his feet. The church isn't a building. It's a movement. It's a race of grace. See, we are not the church to fill a building on Sunday morning. We are not the church to have ten, ten committees filled with people. We are not the church to have potluck dinners and capital campaigns. We are the church to proclaim good news to the poor, release to the captives, peace to the troubled, love to the lonely, grace to the guilty. We are the church to stand with the marginalized, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to love the unloved. We are the church to run God's love and grace to every corner of this world so that every person may know Jesus Christ and the life he offers. Are there still hungry children? Then we have not finished the race. Is there still bigotry and prejudice? Then we have not finished the race. Is there still terrorism and violence? 
We have not finished the race. This is why we run. This is why God has called us to run. He attacks in Baghdad, Beirut, Paris in the last few days to remind us that there's still so much work to be done, so much race left to be run. And so we press on. We can't quit now because God has called each of us to run for a reason. God called us to church. We were called. We were chosen. And we responded. We said yes to the invitation. We said yes to the privilege. We said yes to the purpose. We said yes to the adoption as sons and daughters of God Almighty. We said yes to the love and the grace of God. Our race, our church membership is a response, a grateful response to all God has done for us and all that God invites us into. I quit the race. I was burned out. I wasn't prepared. I was tired and I wasn't running it for the right reason, so I quit. I walked off the course and headed to the snack bar to relax because the race was about me, and so I took care of me with a big old Gatorade and a Snicker bar. Have you ever wanted to quit the race? The next year I was invited to run in a race, a different kind of race. It was a relay called the Relay for Life. I was invited and chosen to be on a team for my school that would run all night to raise money for cancer research, to bring hope to cancer survivors, to remember those who had finished their races. My grandmother and grandfather had died of cancer. I wanted to run the race. I wanted to run in their memory. I wanted to run so other people's lives wouldn't be cut short. I wanted to run all night because I know that the hardship may last through the night. But joy comes in the morning. And there are so many people in the long night of cancer who need the sun to break over the horizon. So I was chosen to run. I was called to run. And I said, yes, I will run this race. So I'm running for the right reasons. I'm running for more than myself. It's not about me, but about my response. So I will run. I will not quit the race. Have you ever been invited to run? Have you heard God's call to be a part of God's family, to use the gifts God has given you as part of the body of Christ to share God's love and grace with the world? Have you heard that you have been chosen by God to be God's son or daughter? Did you know that you were chosen to know and to share the light and the joy that darkness and death cannot overcome? Did you know that you have been chosen to receive unmerited, unmatched, unrelenting, unconditional grace? Will you respond by being part of God's family, by serving God with gratitude, giving to God with generosity, worshiping God with gladness? Let me warn you before you get too excited here. It's not going to be easy. Paul could tell you. Jesus said, take off your cross and follow me. He said, come and die with me. He didn't say, come and be really comfortable with me. We got padded pews. He didn't say, come and be served with me. He said, come and serve with me. He didn't say, come and hear only your favorite type of music each week. He didn't say, come and participate only when it suits you. He didn't say, just come and and make yourself comfortable and and take all you can. He said, come and follow me with your whole life. Not just your Sunday life. Not just your convenient life. Not just your 10% life, but your whole life. Even when your side aches, keeps running. Even when you're tired, keep running. Even when you're discouraged, keep running and press on. See, Paul says, I press on, sometimes in bondage, sometimes free. Sometimes in sun and sometimes in rain. Sometimes with friends and sometimes with enemies, but I press on. Will you press on and will you run the race? 
sometimes feeble and sometimes failing, sometimes crawling, sometimes crying, but press on. Press on in good days and press on in bad days. Press on when the world seems to be standing still. The world seems to be leaving you behind. Press on toward Christ to finish the race. See, when you want to quit the race, think of the God who has called you to run. The God who says, do not be afraid, for I will be with you. The God who says, the wind and the waves, they won't overcome you. The God who is mighty to save. This God, our God, calls us to finish the race. We will finish the race. So we will not quit the race. We will not be a church dropout. We will not quit on this world. We will not give up on the God who never gives up on us. We will finish the race. Like Jacob, who wrestled all night with the angel of the Lord by the river Jabbok. The angel said, let me go. And Jacob said, I ain't finishing this race now. Not till I receive a blessing. Jacob finished the race. We will finish the race. Moses was old and he was tired. He wanted to quit on God's people who did nothing but murmur and complain. Worship idols and break God's commandments. He didn't want to be God's prophet anymore. But God called him for a great purpose and Moses didn't quit. He said, I ain't quitting this race yet. I'm leading my people to the promised land. He didn't quit the race. We will finish the race. Like our great Savior, Jesus Christ, who hung on the cross in pain and agony as men gambled for his clothes, as his friends scattered, as they hurled insults. He could have called 10,000 angels to take him off the cross. Go ahead and quit the race, Jesus. You've done all you can do. He didn't quit the race. He finished his race for our salvation. So death would not be our final finish line, but resurrection our goal. We will finish the race. Like those early saints who were persecuted at the hands of empire. Like the reformers who stood true to the word of God against the institutional church. Like the evangelists who risked everything to translate the word of God so the common folks like you and me could read and hear God's word to us. Like our fathers and mothers in the faith who built our churches, built the foundations of our very own faith. Like them, we will finish the race. I like to watch the Olympics. I remember back in 1992, I was watching the Summer Olympics in Barcelona. I was going to watch the 400-meter race. There was a man named Derek Redmond. He was supposed to win in 1988, but right before the Olympics, he had a catastrophic injury. Didn't even get a run. He had five surgeries over those four years. Finally, he was back on the Olympic stage. This is the guy who broke the 400-meter record when he was 10 years old. Everybody thought he would make and do great things. He was getting ready to run. His father was there like he was for every single race. And they said before this race, no matter what happens, you're going to cross that finish line. You're going to finish the race. His father heads up to the stadium, up to the top right near where the Olympic torch was lit just a few days earlier. Derek Redmond gets in the starter's block. The gun goes off and he starts off. And the first 100 meters, he's out ahead by a mile. 200 meters, he's still leading. He's a shoe-in to make the finals. And then suddenly he pulls up limp, a sharp pain in his right thigh like a pop. He goes down, the camera pans and watches the race finish. And then it pans back to Derek Redmond. On the ground, head in his hands, crying, agonizing in pain. His father starts making his way down the stadium. He's pushing people out of the way, coming down the stairs. The medical team's trying to get Derek off the track. We got another race to run here. Get off the track. He shakes his head no. He pushes him away. He starts to get up. He starts limping, slowly 
down the track. His father now is almost there. The security tries to stop him. He shoves him out of the way, jumps over the barrier, runs to his son. Nothing is going to keep him from his son. Not security, not medical, not walls, nothing on earth or heaven is going to keep him from his son to help him finish the race. His father gets to Derek. He lifts him up. Together, father and son. Derek's arm around his father. They limp down the track. They're going to finish the race. Nothing is going to stop them from finishing the race. Father and son will finish the race together, and they cross the finish line, and they collapse in each other's arms. We're going to finish the race. See, I know what it's like to dampen your pillow some nights with one's own tears. I know what it's like to be burnt out and tired and wondering if this whole church thing is even worth it. I know what it's like to want to quit the race. In fact, I almost left the ministry six years ago. I had another job all lined up. I know it can be hard. So we know life can be very difficult, very painful, very heart-wrenching, very tragic. We've seen the news. But press on. The world needs you, the church, to press on in faith, press on in hope, press on in love. See, press on because today the battle shouts, but tomorrow the victor's song. Press on. We're bound for Emmanuel's land where sickness and sorrow and pain and grief are felt and feared no more. Press on. There's a bright side somewhere. Don't stop until you find it. Press on. God's mercy stoops low and his pity bows down to help us. Press on, our eyes may be wet with tears sometimes, but the promise is that God shall wipe away all tears, all tears from our eyes. Press on, knowing that nothing can separate your Heavenly Father from your side, not depths, nor heights, nor angels, nor principalities, nor rulers, or things to come. Nothing on heaven or on earth can keep God from seeing you across the finish line. So press on, church. Press on to the goal. Press on to Christ. Press on to your salvation. Press on to what you were called and chosen for. To be Christ's church. To be Christ's body. Christ's hands and feet. The house. The family of God. For salvation. New life. Abundant life. Loving life. Here, now, and forevermore. Because God wrought it. Christ brought it. The Holy Spirit taught it. Praise God our souls caught it. We... We will finish the race. Yeah, yeah. Together we will finish the race. Yeah. We will help each other finish the race. Yeah. We will not be a church dropout. Yeah. Say with me, we will not be a church dropout. Yeah. Say with me, we will finish the race. Yeah. We will finish the race. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.